So many times that great radio <laughs> begins with a minute of begins silence. Begins with a minute of silence. Of course, of course. Yes. It's good to be back in the studio, you know, back mm. here, back home. A lot easier than trying to do it in a hotel room. That's right. It's a lot better to record where we know what we're doing. Right. Right, right. You're going to have to carry me this episode, <laughs> Jacob. You're going to you're gonna have to carry the show because... because uh, if you're just tuning my, in, I'm my... carrying him actually over my shoulders. You are on this episode. Yeah, my 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 head is in a thousand places. <laughs> good. This moment. is an episode where we're going to cover a thousand topics. Wow! Wow! This wow! Is wow! Be incredible. Don't worry. Wow! 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 I'll tell you what. The whole episode, just sit there and and be very pensive. Just I'm gonna be like pensive. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I'd never thought of that before. I can I can be pensive. Mm-hmm. I'll be the most pensive co-host. That you've ever had. Ugh. I don't know if I'd be the, the most <laughs> pensive co-host that anyone's ever had. Well, yeah, because pensive, the, pensive the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's just two guys that just go, hmm, hmm, hmm. interesting. Hmm. That's there's definitely an NPR. Not show. to be confused with Pensive the podcast, Pensive, which is a Dumbledore related. Uh, <laughs> it's a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter reference. Yes, I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, well, we'll dive right in, man. Okay. It's good to be back. It's good hey. to be back. We had a busy few weeks. We were gone. We were on the move. We did Green Biz. We did DC. We recorded in a hotel room and worked. Kept happening and it still is happening to this day and it, and, and, and that's the crazy thing it's is just it's nuts because you're out there out and about doing your part trying yeah. to make a cha- trying to make a difference trying to make a difference trying to make the the world a better place We're and trying. then and you get home and there, there's there's all the stuff that you didn't get to yeah you were, <laughs> you're telling me that <laughs> that gone. what's happening is right before we started recording the podcast today is you you had a million things come in and I was like hey stop doing all that stuff and come over here and come, talk to my come microphone. do this because this is more important <laughs> and I and and, and I, you were like okay and I put you off and I put you off and then you, you walked around the corner and you did this little like <laughs> this little kind of innocent I, kind sort of look of like mm-hmm. hey I just peered around the corner just like see like if you're there. Not imposing look like, hey, just let you know whenever you're ready. There's, I'm out here. Some people are doing a podcast right now. I don't mm. know if you want to be involved in the podcast, yeah. but but I've heard people are working on this. And yeah. It can happen. <laughs> so if you were just gonna, you know, welcome. Maybe step out the door. Maybe I should have on standby like uh, automated uh, recorded responses from you in case uh, there's ever an episode that I have to fly solo. Mm-hmm. But I, I just want you to still be here. Yeah. In spirit. Sure. <laughs> Those. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Great. I'll cut those out. Wow. <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> These Seri- are good. Seriously? Seriously? Where'd you get that? Oh, let's just keep rolling. Ha. <laughs> so authentic. I've never. I've well, I've never. All right, well, we're gonna dive in. What we're gonna... about shoes. <laughs> that that that's perfect. <laughs> I need to do a podcast now on shoes. <laughs> We've never done a podcast on shoes. Oh, we haven't done sustainable footwear? No. We what? should. That's a great topic. Thanks that for throwing me all one. all I care about. Sustainable footwear. That's it. Well, today we're actually, we're kind of covering a broad topic that was something that you and I discussed off the show, which was, you know, how the tendency sometimes these headlines, mm-hmm. they blame catastrophes yes, in the world. Do. All the catastrophes get blamed. To... <laughs> You catastrophes, you're <laughs> at fault. No, all catastrophes in the world get blamed on climate change. Yes. And the idea that we were having a conversation about is is that maybe there are other things at play 
right. in regard to these subjects, not just climate change. Right. And we have to be wary Right, of, right. You know, and not to not to take away from the obvious fact that climate change is oh yeah is a factor on everything. We believe in it on everything, and but, it's definitely a cause. Yeah, no. So yes, totally. We talked about right. this. Yeah, uh-huh. no. Um, the there was the there was so basically what we were what we were what we were going on and on and on and on and on endlessly on about. I'm using that sound bite. Yeah. Was, <laughs> this, is, this is still auto response, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's still I'm, auto, I'm using this whole episode <laughs> over for everything that we talk about. I'm just going to use these same uh, talking points. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, uh, it's that, it's that, um, okay. So let's just say, obviously. Okay. Let's start this, let's start this podcast where the, obviously. obviously. So obviously when you change the temperature of, of the environment, and when you have greater, and you know you have greater temperature swings, and then more storms, and then acidification uh, in the oceans, and all of the stuff that comes from from climate change, you can you can probably blame nearly anything on, on nearly that. anything right on it right to some degree right. The problem is if you if you keep blaming everything on that, then you overlook. The fact that there are other solutions that can help make a difference right. that don't require as much of an infrastructure change or as much of a point of view change or as much of a financial change or all of the rest of it that's go- that goes in with this, you know, this, this ongoing battle right. to, to fight climate change, right? right. So, right. and if you, if you just say, well, that's because of climate change, well, then it, it's, it stops you from looking at, okay, well, what else? What else can we do? Is it right? What else is going on that's 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 making this happen? That can right. be stopped immediately. Right. That can be fixed in a hurry. That we right. can look at and fix now by saying, okay, yes, true, got it. Obviously, yeah, climate change is a factor. Yeah, but let's take that away for a minute and look at what we can do now to make a difference that is beyond climate change. What else are we doing? Exactly. And I'm going to give you three examples. That was all auto response. That was all auto response. I can't wait to cut that out and play it again. (laughs) I'm going to give you three examples. Do you want me to list all three up front that we're going to drill into? I am on it. Okay. All three topics. So these are three things that you often hear that people say, oh, it's climate change. One is coral reefs are dying. Right. Right. Coral reefs. It's climate change. change. Number two, the bees. We're losing bees. Bees are falling apart and they're dying and we're losing bees. It's all climate yeah, change. Climate That's change. number two. Yeah. Then number three is, there, you've maybe, maybe never heard this one before, but I found it while researching. There's too many jellyfish. There's too many. <laughs> it's way too many. Climate change, man. It's too many <laughs> jellyfish. We have too many jellyfish and it's climate change. It's climate but change. Those are the three examples that I found. And what we're going to explore today is, of course, like you said, like Noel said, that I'm going to use that audio later. Yeah. Um, not in this episode, by the way. I'm not going to no, use no, that no. audio in this episode. I'm actually going to cut it all out just so it just <laughs> seems like you sat there for a minute quietly. No, but... Um, we uh, were, you know, like he mentioned, th- of course, it, th- that is a factor. But I know that for you, our audience, and the many people that we met yeah. over the time of Green Biz and DC, people that we talked to, you know, so many people in this world feel overwhelmed. Like, what can I do? I can't stop it. When you hear that the coral reefs are falling apart, you're like, if only we could fix climate change so that I can see the coral reefs again. Because you feel like that's the only solution. But actually, topic number one. There's a lot more causing problems with the coral reefs than just climate change. Yes. And you know what that is. And if you fixed those, yeah. 
you would you would you give, would definitely improve the chance. You of would the, give the coral reef a chance. All we to, are saying <laughs> is give coral, coral reefs a chance. There's yeah. there there are so many this this topic of of we just we need to look at this a little deeper. And the coral reefs are, are a great example, right? Yes. There's lots of things that cause damage to the coral reefs. Right. Completely beyond climate change. Yes. Tourism. Tourism. Is destroying the, chlor- the coral reefs. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. That is a big, big, huge problem is just people wanting to go see it. There are so, there are so many islands in that area. Yeah. Like that, you're talking the South Pacific is island central of yeah. the world. Yeah. Australia is the largest of many, yeah. some massive, but also yeah. very small island. And there are boats and there are people on boats and they're visiting not just from Australia, but from all over the place. All over the world. And they're bringing what you bring on the bottom of your boat. Millions of people a year. To the, to the coral reef. Yeah. And and look, we it's it's a beautiful place. It is. Why wouldn't you want to see it? It's gorgeous. It's amazing. But maybe we've got to start finding some uh, some limitations or figuring out some way to... To cool that down or control yeah. a little bit how many people are getting in, up, up and on, in, about and around and inside yeah. of the coral Yeah, reefs. and newsflash, <laughs> uh, they're on YouTube now. So, like, so you know, just go, just go you. watch just it. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it's this out same. here right now. Just go ahead, load that YouTube video up on uh, 1080p or 4K if you can, and watch a diver explore the coral reefs and... That's basically like being there. That's so insane. look, you don't need to save your money, watch coral reefs on YouTube. No, I <laughs> that's half joking and half serious. Yeah. But uh but yeah, uh tourism and sunscreen. We I know in one of our earliest podcasts we covered something about sunscreen in the, in the coral reefs. I think it was for like an Earth Day yeah. protect the species cuz coral reef was in there. Yes. Um but I don't know if we ever got into the numbers of how much sunscreen goes into that water. And I found them this time around. It's pretty it's dramatic. Y- it's yikesy. It's yikesy. It is. Research tells us that 4,000 to 6,000 tons of sunscreen enters the reef every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of sunscreen coming off what you think to be a thin layer of film on your skin. Yeah. It's just washing off, and it's divers, it's tourism, it's people. Because all these climates and places where people can see the coral reefs are hot and sunny, and people block it up. Yeah, and they go swimming, and it runs off, and it's a real problem for the coral reefs. Right. So, like, here's a couple things right away that you could you could do if you were Australia. Yeah. Right. You, you stop wearing sunscreen. First of all. <laughs> 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 only, only people who are tan, tan, and if, if your skin if your skin can handle it, by all means, jump to, in. Yes, and able to survive sunburns, yeah. may visit the coral reefs. Uh, there are everybody there, in Norway was like, oh no, I was, <laughs> too there pale. are there are sunscreens that you can yeah. wear. There are options that yes. are available. I'm sure you have several that that are that are on you. But yeah. zinc zinc based uh, sunscreens are, are a great example of, right. of sunscreens that you can wear without you know causing damage to coral reef. Yeah, but uh, like these are so these options need to be made available and need to be almost. Yeah, you I mean at this point almost required? It uh, should be required if you're if you're going to visit that area and you're going to be in there. That should just be like you can't go in the water without without that kind of sunscreen. That. And I mean, I think last year maybe we took a took a more like, hey, if you still got a a, a bottle of copper tone that's not friendly, we're like just use it up. But I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to say Jacob is going to say no. Get the good stuff. Get the stuff that doesn't have the oxybenzone in it because uh, look, we got to make a difference. Toss it. 
Get 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 the good kind. <laughs> if you got a splash left in the copper tone that's bad for the the thing, I'm sorry, man. It's we got to start asking some some bigger asks and picking up a 2.99 bottle of uh, of uh, sunscreen that's not going to hurt the coral reefs is uh, just all I'm going to ask. Okay. So I'm throwing it out there. That's a big ask. It's a big ask. A there, there's somebody listening right now who's like, sunscreen that's $2.99, where are you shopping? <laughs> um, I don't think it costs that little. I've been to the $2.99 store. <laughs> and they don't have uh, the, the, the coral safe the, uh, sunscreen. The $2.99 tree. Yeah, yeah the $2.99 yeah. tree. So uh, that, yeah, anyway, I know yeah. this is something that you've been passionate about since I've known you. He's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a big believer and lover of coral reefs, and I am too. Yeah. So, yeah. Runoff? Yeah, runoff. Run so like water, right? Because your 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 Queensland has, you, know, you it's an area that has lots of droughts and lots of floods, right. and all of that jazz. All of that jazz that's sitting all, that, that's 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 just on the streets and on the ground everywhere else, flying, rolling down into. There's a really cool. I mean, granted, this is a complicated and expensive solution. Yeah, <laughs> but bring it, bring it. We're about it, every kind of solution. I just told them to throw away their sunblock. Let's hear yours. Mine's a little more, okay. a little, little meaner. Step one, <laughs> throw away sunblock. Step two, <laughs> Step take two. it away, Noel. Step two, what my, okay, my dad had this idea yeah. about, they, they have a, a lake in Australia called uh, Lake Air. Yeah. Which is not always a lake. Yeah. It's a, it's a watery spot. On the map, it looks like it's always a lake. It looks like there's this little lake kind of in the middle of Australia. Okay. But sometimes it's just desert. It's just a desert ground. Right. But when it's filled with water, which happens every so often, uh, the area around there becomes more, more tropical, gets more moisture around it. You get more green, you get more grass, and then Lovely. Australia becomes a, a kind of a different environment during the periods of time when you get water in there. Sure. So his theory was, if you were to, when these floods happen in Queensland, mm -hmm. if you were to create a pumping system that instead of having it roll down the ocean side of the mountain, if you were to create a like, canal system and a series of pumps nice. to pump the water the other way so yeah. that it goes down the other way through canals into Lake Air so that you're keeping Lake Air full with that water all the time, you would terraform Australia. Do that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. And then so you'd have less runoff. Throw away your sunblock. Step two. Step two. Terraform Australia. Terraform Australia. It's the so easy, easy things. It's the easy So things. simple. So simple. <laughs> that, Let's do it. That reminds me of one of my it's favorite. It's a government. It could be done. It's a government project. It, it could is. be done, but it's not going to be done by us it today. It can be done. It could be done. So if you're listening and you have the ability and you have the billions of dollars, number one, send us a couple hundred, and then two, do that. Do that. What the, it was so funny because our whole thing about this podcast is what are simple solutions that you can do? What are little things that you can do every, in your everyday life? <laughs> life to change how you yeah. are you know and it's also but it's a it's a it, this is an onion of an episode it it's has layers onion. layers it has layers i don't mean onion the parody news site i mean it has layers in that it's also about what are the things that are not necessarily all climate change so right. that it's just educating them just, so they, just so if, examples so that in the future when you hear well that's because of climate change right. say okay granted right but what else? Right, because what you could really see the core of this episode is how to win an argument at a party. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're at some party and some guy in the corner is, is, is sipping his Pinot Grigio and he's like, well, actually, climate change is causing the end of the core reefs. You could be like, yes, but... And then you could come in and you could win that argument. And you could drop some bombs. You could drop some bombs. Yeah. You could be like, oh, yeah, well, what kind of sunscreen do you use? Are you building canals in, in terraforming <laughs> Australia? Are you building a public canal system to fill Lake Air so that you can terraform Australia? 
Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Jerk? Are you, huh? 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 Yeah. Get out of here you with your Pinot you Grigio. So cool that you're just a Deutsch. <laughs> so that's one. Now we're going to move on to two. The bees. The bees, 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 bees oh. on Van Nuys. Bees, bees, bees. <laughs> that's, oh. a, that's a commercial here on, in, uh, in, in, Los in Los Angeles. Anyway. Um, and now it's going to be stuck in my head. I'm so sorry. Day. I'm so sorry. But uh, mm-hmm. so bees, this bees. was something else that has been passed around a lot online. But this was a, this was a lot yeah. that once I started to go into about uh. the problems. And I think some of it's going to surprise you. I'm in. Are you ready to be surprised? Drop some knowledge on me. Okay. So there is an article that has gotten a lot of traction online, and it, it, it spread everywhere. It has a lot to do with our wireless phones and yes. the technology we have and how it's interrupting bees' flight patterns and yes. causing all sorts of problems. Yep. And there is truth to that. There is truth to um, 5G towers for the birds and the bees and birds and the bees um and five tree it's a fact that 5g towers help with the birds with and the, the bees. birds and the bees ask your parents oh no they hurt um, the birds they the hurt the birds and bees oh no ask your parents. yeah now think about it guys yeah. see whole new levels you should be paying attention whole new levels no birds and the bees with the with the 5g's but, no. <laughs> no birds and the bees with the 5g's um no there's so there's something called colony collapse disorder it's colony known collapse as ccd disorder. that's okay. been um there have been scientists researching what has been causing uh, colony collapse in bee communities for decades now. And in the mid-2000s, there was a lot of research about, oh, is it the cellular phones? And there was this guy who did a... um, he did a test. He was a researcher, a Swiss researcher, and his last name is like that football player. It's Favre. Oh, Favre. (laughs) So so, um, he basically did some research. He put a phone in a hive with some bees called it it really bothered them they got out of there and then you know he kind of did some experiments and so that that caught some attention online and then but then other researchers were like yeah but what happened when the phone wasn't being in use right i mean maybe they were just alarmed by the sudden buzzing in the middle of their hive and so other scientists said well that 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 too much credence was given to that being the cause for ccd fair so they were saying, yes, it's a factor. We definitely have to know that flight patterns of bees and birds is a problem. But one of the biggest things that has caused CCD that they found. Yes. Anticipation. I'm, I'm anticipating. Are you excited? Um, this, this suspense <laughs> is destroying me. Varroa mites. Varroa mites. Yeah. It's a type of uh, insect. It's a, like a, almost like a tick. For bees, it's a, so listen to this. Varomites are native to Asia. Bee ticks. Yeah. And they were first found in the U.S. soil in 1987. Okay. So they're parasite mites. Right. And basically these have been causing, this, this, the USDA lists this as the number one stressor, stressor on the U.S. bee population. And so they think that that's, that plus pesticides, yeah, new pesticides. pesticides are a big problem. Right. And they think that there is an aspect to the technology and the wireless signals. Yeah, I mean, it, there's been more than that one test. Yeah, on, yeah, on, on yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been tons, yeah. dozens, dozens of tests. I actually have one right here. Radiation, uh, right here. Radiation, uh, radiation from cell phones. Wi-Fi is hurting the birds and the bees. Yeah. 5G might make it worse. So, yeah, it's definitely causing flight problem patterns. 
But the I always love that by by the way when people put could cause or might make maybe it. question mark <laughs> ba, ba, ba. could possibly blah right and then you go oh my god we're all gonna die and then it's you like, read the yeah, the article and there's they go no, yeah. there's no evidence by no but but there is a, there is significant evidence no, there's, that, that there's a, there's some issues that there's that, that there may be. At least, at least causing problems. If not, yes. maybe it's not calling, causing the collapse. Yes, but it you know certainly it affects their ability to do their job. Yes, to do their and, job. And one of the only reasons why I brought up the the other things as well is that I thought this was fascinating. Yeah. Um, that this and so that article, the one that I found about the guy's uh, test was done in 2011. Yeah. And since then, so this is more this is more recent. One of yeah. the main reasons they know as a as a safety, as a what do you call that when you have an experiment? You have a, you have a who one of the results is unchanged. It's it's anyway. It's the, the control control. Yeah, the control that lets lets them know that it's not just the technology. Is yes. here's where the story wraps back around CCD, Australia. We always come back to Australia. It's because You're, they're the best. I know. I, I, I think that the, we. I think that like literally seventy five percent of the time we have some way to come back to Australia. Do you know because podcast. Australians have been environmentalists forever. That's probably why. No, we have. Yeah. Like Aussies, Aussies have been into the environment and into environmentalism before yeah. it was cool, man. Yeah. It, because you know it's a it's a strange environment. It's yeah. a it's a crazy place it to is. live. You've got murderous snakes and and, and, and spiders killer and insects. bugs, and you've got wonderful marsupials, and you've mm-hmm. got crazy looking fish, and you've got all this stuff that and then plants and trees and there's just a lot weird. of charismatic there's megafauna. So much weirdness in Australia <laughs> that that isn't anywhere else. Yeah. And I think that when you go there and you and you're around it, you can't help but be like, I need to protect this weirdness. I need to make sure this. That's weirdness Probably okay. why there's a lot of species in that part of the world, and so they seem to have a good idea as to what's affecting things. Yeah. So here's the there's control. Cool stuff. You know what? Just to quick rewind, yeah, yeah. what Re- I love to do is to distract you from trying to do your job. No, that uh, that sound bite's definitely coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, well, okay. So so like uh, one of the issues also with coral reef, the coral reef, and it yeah. has to do with global warming, but not necessarily the way you think about it is the CO2 that gets into the water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. Because all that... We talked s- about that while on our we travels. Did on our yeah. trip. Well, all that CO2 in the water makes it more acidic. It changes the pH, which right. also causes serious damage. Right. Right? Yeah. So Aussies have been putting, you know, have been putting this, you know, algae and kelp and plankton and all sorts of different things in the water right. to try to do something to fight that particular thing because those... When they photosynthesize, they yeah. they require carbon dioxide. So they take it directly out of the water. See? So Aussies, man. Aussies, man. Mm-hmm. So back to that, full circle. Here's where the story wrap, wraps back around to CCD, which is colony collapse disorder, which is different than missing flight than patterns. CBD. Yeah, CBD. <laughs> CCD, colony collapse, means they do not return to the hive, causing the colony to collapse, and that's been an issue in the U.S. Right. So Australia is one of the few nations in the world to have remained free of varroa mite so far, and this was in 2018. So as of, as of this article, um, which is on Mother Nature News, yep. they didn't have the... Irreputable ver- source. Yes, they, they did not have the varroa mite yeah. In Australia, which has cell phones and towers, and towers, migratory and commercial beekeeping, okay. pesticides in agriculture, high fructose corn syrup. These are all things that have affected bee populations, yeah. by the way. They have had zero incidents of colon- colony collapse disorder. 
So that is what, that's the control that everybody's going. Ding, ding, All ding, these ding, other ding, things ding. are a factor and they're definitely causing issues with the bee population. But there's nothing that has been worse for bees in the United States than the Varroa mite. And because and they're experiencing Australia. global warming in Australia, yes. as evidenced by the horrific <laughs> yes. fires. So it goes back to our point, which is, if you hear that the bees are dying, you shouldn't assume uh, that oh, it's just climate change, and there's nothing we can, or we have to change the entire ecosystem in order to save them. No, there's stuff today. we can do now. We can do now. We can destroy all varroa mites. You have to. <laughs> you have the first step one: learn how to beat a varroa mite. You right. have to shrink down. Ant-Man size. Ant-Man size. And, and then, then you got to suit up some Ant-Man armor. Right. And you got to go fight all the Varroa You got to learn how to fight, too. Yeah. You got to learn. You got to train. Because you so can't. Yeah. You got to do the, maybe train the Mr. While, Miyagi time. Train while you're full size and yeah. then shrink down. Because I think it's a lot harder to find probably, a, a small trainer. Probably. It's yeah, a lot so harder. So train full size. And then when you know how to train, then shrink down then and, shrink and, train, down. and train small size also. Yes. Just to and be sure. That again, still- yes. I think do your calisthenics and make sure you can move at small size and that the same kicks have the same power at that size. Right. I mean, if we've learned any thing from the from ant-man it's that when you get smaller you get stronger you do so so you got to practice this moves you okay? got to practice moves otherwise you're gonna just like you you'll kick too hard and you won't know what we're you're giving doing this podcast is full of nothing but accessible easy tips for helping <laughs> these problems this is the least bio-friendly podcast mm, podcast we've ever had and our audience could never be larger than it is right now that's so, so true um, no, it's actually great. I think, uh, in all honesty, our jokes aside, remember, we are tangential. But worth it. Exactly. Yeah, That's well, we were doing. last year. This year, we're not anymore. This year, we're it's just... It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my It's not being worth it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so the very last one. So that was the bees. Okay, so... so- is there an answer to varroa mites anywhere? I mean, really? Because you totally dropped knowledge, and I had no idea about the varroa mites. And oh. I'm really excited oh, actually, to have learned that that's a thing. And there maybe, are maybe we can give a simple tip to our bio-friendly we, we podcast we friends. We can. We can. Today. I have it. I didn't. I thought this through. Wow. Maybe okay. today we could give a tip <laughs> okay. to the bio-friendly podcast bees, fans. Bees need all the help they can get. Wow. <laughs> from domesticated honeybees to their you, many wild cousins. You get no disagreement yeah, and it's, from me. And it says in here, it says most Americans. Thanks, Chris, for walking. I'm so glad Walken came on the show today. Most Americans <laughs> might not. This is to your point. Most might. Americans might not be able to protect commercial bees hives from no. mites or viruses. It's saying not all of us can shrink down and fight them. There's okay? only one Ant-Man. Well, there's, there's also the wasp. Yes. Ant-Man and the wasp. So not, uh, But there are still small things anyone can do to benefit the, the, benefit the benefit. bees. Benefit. For the benefit of Mr. B. Mm-hmm. Avoiding outdoor insecticides is one option. Okay? okay. So especially near flowers where bees might forage. Okay. And nurturing native plants could be a huge boon for local bees. Okay. So what we did in Arizona when we planted local yeah. Plants yeah. was saving bees. That was saving bees? Absolutely. We saved the bees. We saved the bees. We did we it. planted trees. We saved the bees. Plant the trees, save the bees. And now you can Ajo- use your- Avoid the five Gs. <laughs> five Gs. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, uh, whether it's a thousand acre prairie or a patch of meadow in your yard for help planting a pollinator garden, here's a list of plants that support bees. And if you go to the Painless Green, our Facebook group, we will put the list of plants that support bees. Okay? Join so the something- Painless Green. Please. 
Um, so yeah, and then it's I just, just nobody listened to us when we say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because our listenership, and we talked about this last time, far exceeds the membership on the panelist screen. Yeah. Again, I just think it's because people hear Facebook and they're like, oh, I don't want to go on Facebook. People <laughs> still use Facebook. They're like, why do you have a group on Facebook? Yeah. You should so, have it on TikTok. <laughs> I want to dance. <laughs> Join our group on TikTok. Join our TikTok group where we dance. Yeah. For the biofriendly boys. Yeah, biofriendly boys. (laughs) So before we get out of here, we have one more, which is uh, one that I read. So so, uh, basically, there's nothing that we can do about the The mites. The mites. That's more of a. It's a a waste. It's a hopeless. Look, we know what's happening. They're going to die. It's more to educate you that. Exactly. Okay. I'm taking that sound bite. Um, (laughs) No, it's that there are people that are working to combat the Varroa mite. All we can do are the the tips that I put out there, but there are beekeepers and farmers and whatnot that are trying to fight the Varroa mite. But number one thing is don't bring the Varroa mite to Australia because, you know. Because that's the only place. It's the only place that doesn't have it. Jacob, we're going to need to find a Varroa mite expert. Okay. We want a Varroa mite expert. And we want to get that person on the podcast. That is going to be such a find. If I find somebody who's literally trending on Twitter because they're like, Varroa life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That would be amazing. That's what we need. All right. So the weekend is because now I'm obsessed with this. This This is because because it isn't right. Okay. You've got a controlled experiment. You've got a place where they have all of the conditions except for varroa mites, and the bees are fine, which means it's the blooming varroa mites. It's the blooming varroa mites. So everything else is a waste of stupid time. We're wasting our time. Climate change is is a farce. No. (laughs) No, they're they're saying, they're, uh, they're just saying when it comes to CCD. Uh, colony collapse disorder. I Got think it. everything else that you were saying is still about a problem. Is for still bees. a problem for bees right. and having their flight patterns interrupted and having the. We definitely are losing due to climate change. We are losing populations of bees during the winter months that we've never seen before. Forty okay. percent sometimes of Yikes. the population of bees. So it's definitely still an issue. But okay. this was more involved about okay. People since the 80s have been studying why are the colonies collapsing. Right. And people are pointing the finger at climate change. And it was like, no, it's the varroa mites, man. Right. It's the varroa mites. That's the problem. Okay. So we just got to fight the mites. Fight the mites. Fight the mites. And it's not always entirely climate change. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the last one last is... Last one. There's too many jellyfish. There are. There's too many jellyfish. And they sting and it hurts. Yeah. And this thing says... The the, the, top, the top of this article literally does exactly what we're talking about. It says, yeah. jellyfish are taking over the world. Bah! I'm going to put a doom thing right there. And climate change... Uh, <laughs> Let's put a doom sound. And climate change could be to blame. Okay. That literally does everything you just said. That just blew it out of the water. That was the perfect headline to explain what's wrong with America. Yeah. Jellyfish (laughs) are taking over the world and climate change could be to blame. (laughs) Yeah. So basically we have way we have way too many jellyfish on the planet. Um and 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 as I read into this article, yes. The, the water is getting warmer it into is. areas that they normally couldn't have gone, they can get to now. Okay. And the, by the way, the way they describe in this article, you're like, Eesh. straight out of a horror film, it's like yeah. they have no brain, no eyes, no spine, not even blood, but they have a remarkable capacity to reproduce and can pack an impressive sting, <laughs> both literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's straight well, up a horror film. What's worse is certain certain varieties of them don't die. Yeah. They what? They don't 
die. Oh my gosh. Why isn't there a film? There probably is. Jellyfish, yeah. the movie. No, I mean, like, they, well, that's not exactly right. Well, but they, they die. They do die, yeah. but they don't die from old age. Like, they, they don't. don't, like, they can die from, like, a disease, and right. they can die from being killed by something. Right. Um, or, or, like, you know, for right. tr- tripping off over the wrong, <laughs> falling yeah. off a cliff. Yeah, falling off of a water cliff. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> what does this water lead? <laughs> ah! You know. Yeah, they, they can they can die uh, they, from those things, those things, but not from uh, not from like old age. Yeah, yeah, that's so, kind of terrifying. You know, as they keep reproducing, they ain't gonna go anywhere. Yeah, they're beautiful to look at. Like yeah. I love when I go to an aquarium. I always love the jellyfish room, and I think they're really really cool. But we have more than we've ever had before. And in this article, they've, they've destroyed a lot of things. So, like, this is pretty interesting. Um, their populations... They're the humans of the sea. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they are kind of the humans of the sea. They just won't go away. Yeah. And they sting, yeah. literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they've taken down... Um, like, uh, in 2011, both reactors at the Torness nuclear power plant in Scotland were shut down after an invasion of jellyfish started blocking the cooling filters. Good for them. Two years, yeah, no, way to go. Two years later, the jellyfish struck again, this time in Sweden. Wow. Then the, and, and uh, then the island of Luzon, home of the Philippines' capital, Manila, wow. suffered a blackout in 1999 due to jellyfish. A jellyfish blackout? A jellyfish blackout are playing. This Friday. At the Wiltern. They are. Mm-hmm. Jellyfish blackout are probably, are maybe the best punk fusion a uh, reverse hip hop logo band I've ever, I've ever heard. Spot on, <laughs> out of the nineties, <laughs> right? Nice. So I actually absolutely <laughs> love Jellyfish Blackout. Um, and in two thousand six, the USS Ronald Reagan, a nuclear powered aircraft carrier, was brought to a standstill. That's unbelievable to me. A aircraft carrier, a nuclear powered aircraft. Have you noticed that they went after nuclear things for nuclear? Yeah. yeah, they must be. They must sense something from it. So they, they shut all these wow. things down, and while the water has gotten warmer, mm-hmm. and that's been able to get them to other places. Sure. One of the things that it mentioned in here that I was like, see, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Their natural predators were eating them. And their natural predators are? I have one, which is anchovies. Anchovies. Yep. And then here's another one. Tuna. Tuna. And swordfish. Swordfish. So the problem is jellyfish can thrive in areas with lower oxygen levels where other animals suffer. But there are other factors at work too. Fishing has depleted the global stocks of some of the jellyfish's natural predators. So one of the issues here is we're giving credence to just the temperature and they can spread and they can grow. But the truth is a lot of things that take jellyfish out of the equation, we're eating them. So you're saying that if I have a tuna fish Caesar salad... Yeah, with with on a swordfish bun. On a swordfish bun, <laughs> that I am aiding You're jellyfish a- problem. You are part of the jellyfish. I'm blackout. part of the jellyfish blackout. <laughs> You're part of the jellyfish blackout, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so so. To top off this conversation is that here we have a species that is growing, and there's way too many of them, and it can be kind of a problem because they can be invasive and be in places that they shouldn't be. Yeah, and the article itself leads with. It's climate change. It's climate change. But as you dig in, you go, it's not all climate change. We're also eating the things that are killing the jellyfish. So, you know, maybe have less Caesar salads. Less Caesar salads, less tuna sandwiches. Treat yourself to a tuna every now and then. And know that if you have a nuclear-powered bathroom, they will get probably going to get clogged. If If you go surfing in a nuclear suit... 
then you're going to get stung. You're going to get stung so bad because they're going to smell you coming a mile away. Right. If you become a radioactive superhero. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you're and you're trying to save things underwater. You're in trouble. Expect that the jellyfish will attack you. <laughs> you're gonna have a jellyfish blackout. You're gonna have a jellyfish. Gosh, blackout. I love that so much. Why is that great? <laughs> I think we have to have another. I think we've in the in the course of this podcast we've yeah. started about thirty five bands, and that might be in the top five. That's definitely one of the one of the best. Jellyfish blackout. Jellyfish blackout. It just it sounds like it sounds just like, sounds, it like, sounds like a band I want to hear. It sounds like a band that I have a cassette tape that's handwritten, and I got real creative with like the spirals on the. Yes. Letters and it's like, oh man, you want to borrow this? This is a jellyfish blackout. <laughs> you have jellyfish blackout? Nobody has a copy of jellyfish blackout. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But what have we learned today? Well, we learned that uh, that that Neil Diamond was involved in the most expensive divorce uh, in <laughs> well, history. Was he really? Or are you just making that yeah, up? Yeah, was. Well, oh, not, I don't think it's anymore. I think he was yeah. surpassed. But yeah, I think you know for who... a long period of time he was the most expensive divorce. And do you know what he said about well, that? I why? mean, we learned this today, so we may as well just repeat it. Yeah. Um, how many people do you think I wonder are like rewinding the podcast? They're like, when, did we, when did we talk about Neil Diamond's divorce? Why like, well, did not remember talking about that? What? No, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes your host Noel can be an idiot. Well, no, sometimes um, your nose, uh, your, your, your nose, nose tall. Your nose tall. <laughs> your host Noel the has opening, said. nose tall opens <laughs> for jellyfish blackout. Your host Noel at the beginning of the episode said, you're going to need to carry me, Jacob. And this is, and now they're beginning to see why. There, this is it. <laughs> this, this is the moment. Happening. So anyway, Neil Diamond, as we were t- discussing. Sure, sure. No, he, he and his wife had a, a divorce and it was apparently one of the most amicable uh, in history, even oh, really? though she she was for a long for a long time one of the richest. I think yeah. that the Amazon one now yeah. is the richest. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I thought it would be Sir Sir Paul McCartney. I know his was pretty bad. Too. Yeah, well, you know Jeff Bezos when when he got his divorce oh, yeah. from Amazon, I think that he had like he gave four percent of Amazon to, to his, his wife, and it was worth like two billion dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Jeff so, Bezos just gave ten billion dollars to fight climate change. So well, way to go, Bezos. Which, which is harder than people realize because yeah. most of his money, most of the value of his of his money is in stock in Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So which means he has to sell it to get that money because you don't you don't yeah. just if you're worth. Sixty billion dollars. You don't just have mean, it laying around. No, you don't. You he didn't go it. to the bank. He didn't go to Bank of America and walk up and be like, "I'd like to make a withdrawal, please." And right. like, how much? And he's like, 10 billion. 10 billion. <laughs> Want to fight climate change? No, he has to. He has to either get a loan against his shares, or he gotcha. has to. He has to sell his shares, or he may have some property that's that's yeah. leaned on by his shares. Or this. I mean, there's. He can get it. Don't he, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Jeff Bezos can get ten billion dollars. <laughs> he can get it. He can get it. But he's not. But it's not as, as easy yeah. as we like. Um. But my my point is. Back to your point. point is, mm-hmm. Neil Diamond said when he divorced his wife, because people said, are you upset that yeah. she took so much of your money? Because she took half of his money at the time. Right. And he said, no. So why would I be upset that she she, she, earned, she was she was there with me? We did this together. This was a, a team effort, and then the relationship didn't work out. And I thought that was a refreshing take from a person who lost $100 million. Very refreshing. Because he didn't actually lose it. That's his point. Yeah. He didn't lose it. It yeah. was hers always. He's just saying, well, it was hers. What a sweet Caroline. And now we've all learned something about Neil Neil Diamond. (laughs) And that's how you can fight not climate change. Well, I'm Um, sure that Neil Diamond would fight climate change. He's probably fought climate change. He probably does every day. I'll bet bet if we had Neil Diamond on the show. Neil, Neil, come on on the show and talk to us about, about what you're doing to help climate change. I'll bet he's done more than a lot of people. I bet you so. Yeah. Let's look it up. Okay. See if we can get Neil Diamond. I'm in. This has been the Biofilly <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. And I'm Noel. And he's also a host. I'm also a host. And uh, we are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Not just charismatic megafauna. 
the other one, which you have written on your phone. Should which I pull it up? I, I mean, you can if you want, or we can just walk away here. Because we know we have Jellyfish Blackout. Jellyfish Blackout. <laughs> I think that needs to make it to the I end. I think it's a good one. Jellyfish Blackout. Uh, is Jellyfish a, Blackout. It's a, it's a successful. Um, and then you have... <sighs> it's in there somewhere. Where did I even put it, man? Somewhere. Under biofriendly notes, maybe? Biofriendly notes. No, it's not in biofriendly It's something notes. about a parasympathetic a, nerve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready, ready, ready? Yeah. Greater parasympathetic nerve activity. Oh, such a good one. <laughs> You guys are the best. For me carrying you, you did, you did great on your own, I, I must so. say. So well yeah. done. We'll so now i got to get, get back into those thousand stupid things. Let's get back to the thousand stupid things. We love you guys. See you next time. Don't eat tuna. Or swordfish. <laughs> or anchovies. Or anchovies. Yeah, and, and kill the, the mites. Fight the, fight the mites. Fight the mites. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.